Hey everybody, it's Damara West. I am founder of Be Well Beautiful Woman. In case you didn't know, our work is dedicated to making sure that we help female leaders and entrepreneurs from all walks of life prioritize their wellness so that they can live abundant, joyous lives. We do that in a lot of different ways, um, like our podcasts and our e-news and um, we, we do a tour and we provide coaching services, um, but really we wanna make sure that you have wellness at the forefront of your mind. So our mantra is all about wellness first, business second. If you haven't already, make sure that you visit us on the web. That is www.bewellbeautifulwoman.com. Again, that's www.bewellbeautifulwoman.com. In addition to that, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. That's the letter B, well, beautiful. Again, the letter B, well, beautiful. That's Twitter and Instagram. And like our Facebook page at Be Well Beautiful Woman. We also have this virtual wellness and business bootcamp. COVID can't hold us down. So excited about that. April 27th through the 30th, we have some phenomenal speakers on the lineup. It's all free, all for free. So make sure that you sign up. Um, you can do one workshop or you can attend all 12 of the ones that we have available. Um, so again, if you check us out on any of our social media platforms on the website, you'll be able to find out information about that. So without further ado, I know that you're here to hear from a phenomenal speaker and the guest that I have on today is someone who I have grown to admire greatly um, she her spirit is beautiful she radiates positivity everywhere she goes um, I really feel like there was immense alignment when I met her and I'm and I'm happy to call her well, we're, we're becoming friends. I don't want to use that word loosely, but definitely someone that I'm in solidarity with, definitely someone that um, I have grown to look to, and I know that you're going to grow to look to her as well. So without further ado, let me introduce our speaker, uh, our guest today. Her name is Krista Moulter. She is the co-founder and CEO of CND Consulting and Coaching, a global company working with individuals and teams to create colorful legacies. She lives her passion daily by serving, inspiring, and moving people into productive action, which creates lasting results in their lives. Krista, Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. All right. So the very first thing we're going to dive into is you worked in corporate for years up until yesterday, to be exact. Um, and so you've been working your company for a while now and you were you made this transition. And I'm curious about what drew you to go in this direction and not just leaving corporate America, but um, just doing the work that you're doing. And then, of course, deciding it to do it full-time absolutely um, well thank you for just having me here and being able to share with your wonderful audience and your wonderful following um, and what drew me so um, like you shared I have the opportunity to inspire and serve um, people all over the world and I was one of those fortunate people who loved what I was doing in my corporate job I had a beautiful wonderful team and customers I got to work with. So it wasn't something I was looking for, but I think sometimes in life, the most precious things are those that are unexpected. And uh, Damara, I was exposed to some, some information and um, I knew as soon as I heard it, it was something inspired by Bob Proctor that I, this was my calling in life. And all of a sudden it was like, I could look back and see how all of the puzzle pieces lined up in my life that everything had been leading me to this moment and it was now up to me to take this 
step to take the bold action to find the courage to go serve the world in a different way than I was in my corporate job. Um, and so it was about a two year process to get here. And um, it was a leap of faith, but the best way I can describe it is it was just something within me that was pulling me to, to serve the world, to serve individuals, to touch each person's heart that I came in contact with, to serve them in closing the gap between who they are and who they wanted to be. Um, and living that fulfilled, joyful um, life that they wanted for themselves. So that's a little bit about the poll. And um, the best phrase I can think of is I just had to make a decision one day and it was a decision I made last fall. I just had to burn the boats. So I don't mm. know if you've heard that analogy before. No, I haven't, but I love it. Tell us more. Yeah, it was, I don't, I'm not going to get the right tr group, but it was in Greek mythology, I believe. And um a um a captain had you know sieges of boats coming to lay siege on an island on another city and what he did when they got there is he made his the army burn the boats and he said we will either win or we will die trying and so that's something um i've really taken to heart as i've thought about where's my commitment um whatever it is that i'm going into and you know, if we always give ourselves a second and a third way out, we're probably not fully committed and, and into whatever it is that we're going for, whatever that goal is that we want to achieve. And so um, this for me was I, was, I was burning the boats. I was saying there's no fallback. There's no second option. There's no possibility, Krista, you're going to fail. You will just figure it out and you will certainly fail while figuring it out. But your path is your path to success. And, and if, if you can be successful, it means that you're serving hearts and souls and minds of the people of the community around you. And that's what you've been put here to do, sister. So. Yeah, you, you've given us so much in that answer. You know, first and foremost, just how fortunate you are to know what your purpose is. And I believe that all of us have those moments of obligation, those things that are drawing us that maybe we're not paying attention to, maybe we're too afraid to act on. And so what you said about like giving ourselves two or three ways out, I'm not going to say it exactly the way you did, then we're not really fully committed. And it reminds me of something that I read in Rachel Hollis's book, Girl, Wash Your Face. And she said, you know, my writing, what I had to come to terms with is if no one read what I'm writing, mm -hmm. is it still going to be worth it for me? Mm -hmm. Would I still get up and would I write every day? Mm -hmm. And she said unequivocally, yes. And I think that's how we have to approach our work, knowing that as we move forward, we're planting seeds and we're going to yeah. touch the lives of people that we're supposed to. And it may take us time to, to build whatever it is that we're building, because I know that one of your aspirations is to touch, I think I read a million people, right? <laughs> yes. You want to yes. work with a million people. <laughs> and, um, and, and that is not created overnight, but it's no. something that every day you get up and you're grinding at this entrepreneurial pursuit, you get that much closer to touching the lives of a million people. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better. Yeah, that was awesome. Okay, good. So then the, the next thing that I want to explore um, really just has to do with um, your, so you've established this global company working with individuals and teams to create colorful legacies like that statement really struck me. Uh, it's such a beautiful statement. And, and I'm curious about how you create that for your clients. How do you create a beautiful, um, this beautiful, colorful legacy as you've described? Yeah. So the first, the first part of that is 
um, like you shared, I'm a co-founder. So my business partner and, and one of my dearest friends, Declan O'Donohue, um, he and I have the privilege of, of coaching and serving our clients together. And together, we've first and foremost an atmosphere. So how we serve our clients to create legacies is we give them an atmosphere of trust. So um, it's it's an environment. And anyone who gets to be in the environment unspoken code of conduct that everybody follows. And that is um, to allow rawness, to allow time to, to understand who am I today and where, where am I going and who do I want to be? And that's an individual journey for each person, as you know, but there's this level of enthusiasm. There's this level of discovery. There's this level. I probably say it about every day to a client and that is give yourself grace give yourself grace, give yourself grace. Everything you've had in your life to this point has happened for a reason. If it hadn't happened, you wouldn't be able to be here in this moment. Give yourself grace for whatever those moments were before, whatever those next moments are going to be. Let's just be in this moment and let's start to unravel and, and really take the limitations off of who you can be and who you want to be. And as we start to do that, and that's not something that happens, as you know, Damara, overnight. As we start to do that, as we start to lean in, we can discover for ourselves, what is my legacy? For some people, it's not going to be touching a million lives. It's going to be showing up as the best parent, as the best spouse, as the best daughter, son, sister, brother, um, mayor of their, their community, whatever it is for them. Um, but it's such an individualistic thing. And uh, this could take us on a rabbit hole that I won't go down, but the whole comparison game, I think it can be very hard in um, the current environment that we, we are exposed to to really dig into what your legacy is. And so it's just that journey that we're privileged to lead our clients through to discover that and then create it and, and, and share with them the belief they can now create it. Once they've designed it, they can go have it. Yeah. So I wish this was a rabbit hole that we could go down first and foremost, because <laughs> it is a worthy rabbit hole to go down. But what I, so what I want to say about this, which is so powerful, I was having a conversation with my daughter about, um, be, being self-made, right? And like, what does it mean to be self-made? And how do people get to this point of being self-made? And how do people that come from nothing end up creating this huge legacy for their lives? Yeah. And what it came down to was that, Ultimately, we are what we believe. We become what we believe. Mm -hmm. And if we are tied to the voices that we've heard about ourselves, what our families say, what society says about what it means to be a woman, a parent, a partner, um, uh, uh, an employee, all of those things end up tampering on what it is that we were destined to become. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that you're working with people, which is the essence of coaching, essentially, to help them unpack that and to figure out what vision do they have for their own lives, and then you're providing support to help them to live out that vision, right? You're not doing the work for them. You're just mm -hmm. helping to provide a pathway, helping them just discover the answers that are already within themselves that have been suppressed, right, yeah. from all of these limiting beliefs. And so that in itself, is the thing that equates to living a powerful life on our own terms. We get mm. to choose. Mm -hmm. And so when we're working with people and they say, well, this person has done this to me, or I'm, you know, woe is me about this. 
a lot of times that's coming from a place of not realizing how much power we actually have to make decisions, no matter where we're at in life, no matter how much lack we come from. Mm, Amen. Um, yes. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark. <laughs> yes, yes. I wish. So I'm going to have to have you back on because we can have a whole show just about mindsets, right? And yes. and working with people to debunk what those mindsets are. But I feel like, you know, you've given us enough to think about. So thank mm, you for that. Absolutely. So as a coach, what kind of transformation have you witnessed in your clients? And why do you think you've been able to witness that, that um, transformation? And, um, and maybe help people to understand a little bit about what coaching is and how you help people to create this transformation in their lives. Yeah, so the, the, the best definition I can give for how I feel my role and Declan's role as a coach is, is that we have the privilege and the honor of being a link in the chain to each client's success, but ultimately it's their chain. It's their journey. It's their experience. It's their decisions to show up, not show up, put the work in, don't put the work in, um, take the route of old habit, create the route of new habit. Um, but as a coach, our opportunity is to be a link in that chain of success. And so, you know, we get to see the forest through the trees. We, um, you know, we've been trained and obviously, as you know, the more you work with people, the more you pick up on, on the little words, the little things they're not saying, but have meaning to serve them to, to, Hey, did you know you just said it? Um, maybe there's a perspective here that needs to shift or have you thought about it that way? And sometimes I can remember certain conversations, some of the most uh, profound moments I've been able to serve a client with has been something I didn't expect. It wasn't like a big buildup, but I knew it was going to be a big, you know, one, two, and they were, it was just going to be powerful. It was just an observation sometimes. And they took it and ran with it and created their own legacy from there. So um, a win, it's very timely of how I've watched um, some of our clients transform. So yesterday I was on a client Q&A and I asked them um, to just take a telescope for a moment, take it back a few months of who you were a few months ago to who you are today and, and share with the group, how are your thoughts different how are your feelings different? How are your actions different? And our thoughts, feelings, and actions make up our attitudes. And the things, Damara, they were sharing was out of this world, changing lives of their own clients and, and not even realizing it because of their attitudes. Because um, one in particular is a photographer and she does wedding photography. And she shared, she had a, a bride-to-be who was very understandably upset. She had to move her wedding due to the current environment around the globe. And she, um, the, the client used to take on somebody's problems as her own and really put it on her heart and her, with her attitude shift, she's, she's learned how to cut a wall up and now she's able to serve them instead of kind of, um, be on the same level as them and, and, and where they're at in their frustration. Now she can kind of see it from afar and, and she really served this bride and, and turned the bride's entire perspective around. By the end of the conversation, the bride was excited about the date change couldn't wait for what was to come. And I share with her on this Q and a, do you realize what you've done? You've changed her life. And, and mm. this, this client's not a coach, but I, I share with her. So think about what you've done, what, what your, and, and this woman has worked every day at shifting parts of, of her attitude, parts of how she thinks about herself and with others. So it, it was right. It was, it was every day she was doing it and she was, she was disciplined and diligent. 
and what she was able to do with this client of hers. And she's not a coach, right? She's a photographer. But I told her, now this bride-to-be, she's going to talk differently to her fiance. She's going to call up her mom and, and her bridesmaids and have different conversations. The way she speaks to her other vendors in her wedding will have a different tone. You've literally changed her life. You've changed her life by the way you've served her. And she wow. couldn't, this client couldn't have served her if she hadn't served herself. I mean, and it's those moments you just get chills up your body because you see, again, that's how I go back to what was my definition of a coach. I just got to be a link in her chain, but she made the decision to do it. She yeah. did. She took the action to change and it hasn't been easy. And there's been tears along the way and tough conversations and moments of introspective and moments of scraping her knee, but dang it, she gets up every day and she keeps going because she sees the bigger picture of what she's about and what she wants to do. And that, mm -hmm. it's those moments you just, you, oh. That's so powerful. Like that. that is so, so, so powerful because oftentimes we don't see ourselves the way that we should yes. be seeing ourselves. Yes. And, you know, as you know, I'm also a um, certified professional coach mm -hmm. and I'll never forget this moment when I was talking to one of my clients who had been, um, had experienced, experienced severe trauma and was like making her way out of this and, mm -hmm. um, had been doing really revolutionary things, but, but still struggling. And one day she said to me, Damara, you know what I just realized? I actually have all the answers. And I said, mm -hmm. exactly. You do have all the answers. I haven't given you one answer since we started working together. What I've done is I've illuminated life, light yes. in her life. So that yes. you can see yourself exactly for the divine being that you are. And so the fact that you can do that in people's lives, which is one of the things that sets coaching apart from therapy, which is, of course, you know, I'm a therapist too, and therapy can be very mm -hmm. powerful. Mm -hmm. And we know that coaching, because it's such a strength-based model, and it's such a reliance yes. on the client to really facilitate their own learning based on how we're supporting them in this space. And so um, I, I really, really love that story. That was, that was awesome. Mm, I'm grateful to have shared it. I just, I, my whole spirit's filled up again as if I just witnessed that conversation just now and it was a day ago. So thank you for letting oh, me live it. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. It was timely, timely. Okay. Yes. So part of your work involves visioning. And one of the ways that you help people create a vision for themselves is through a through vision board, board parties or through vision board um, activities. Mm -hmm. So how can vision boards be used to manifest what we want? Beautiful question. I actually want to take a step back from answering it um, and, and take a, go a few steps before the vision board because the vision board's the product, mm -hmm. but why are we doing so? Um, I actually want to take you uh, down a memory. I was walking with a client in a park a few months ago and um, he shared with me, you know, what should my next step be? And, and I'm, 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 I'm a little bit at a crossroads. I'm not sure what it is. And I don't have that answer, right? As you just very eloquently shared with coaching, you know, my job is to illuminate it. Um, and I said, okay, let's just pretend it's the end of the year this year. It's December 31st. You've accomplished your goals. What are we talking about? What are you telling me? What are the memories you've created this year that haven't happened in, in reality, but can happen in your imagination? And so we started to go down um, a, a simulated conversation, right? Kind of a role play conversation. The product of that is a vision. The product of that is an emotion. The product of that is clarity on what he wanted around how he wanted to experience it around how, around how he wanted to serve. And he's actually also a coach. Um, 
in a different space. And those are the things, if, if, you, if you take, it's not about creating a vision board. It's about designing the life you want to live, designing the experience you want to have. The purpose of a vision board is then once you have some clarity, and you're not going to probably have all of the clarity, but once you have some, once you've gotten started, to put images that represent that clarity, that remind you when you get up tomorrow, when you get up the next day, when you get up the next not feeling it that day, that you look up and that that picture of a house, of a loved one, of a vacation, of an amount of money, of a spiritual experience, of whatever it is that lights your heart on fire, you see that picture and it can elicit in you that emotion that you felt when you saw it originally. And if you will do that day after day, it won't matter if you woke up grumpy, if you woke up happy, if you woke up with high energy, if you woke up with low energy, because you will constantly be reminded of that higher picture of what it is you're going after. And, and the more we do that, we're just taking one step at a time. And today may be a half step, but you took a step sister and that's yes. what matters. So that it, it's so much more than a vision board, right? It's about what it represents. And it's, and again, it's such an individual experience. And we tell our clients, I'm sure you show this with yours too, Damara. I don't care what you want. I don't mm. care if it's material or immaterial. I don't care if it's for you or for the world. All I care is that it lights your soul on fire. That is yes. the only prerequisite. Mm. Um, and that's what we pour into the vision boards. Yes. So I, I, I really appreciate you helping us to understand the depth of the of, of vision boarding, right? Because I feel like it's become a very popular thing and we may be losing the essence of what the vision board was intended to do anyway, which is about manifestation. Yes. And I was just in my office uh, about a week or so ago and my vision board is, um, I can see it from my desk. And so there was a couple of times when I looked at it and I was like, I need to act on this and this. Mm. And that the this and this, which I won't talk about because I don't like to talk about things so they actually happen, um, was were things that it's like, oh, I can totally pursue that right now. Like, mm -hmm. why haven't I thought about pursuing that yet? And so the, the important thing is that for me and for so many of us, it's not about this one time um, transaction yes. of getting together and creating this board yes. and having a good time doing it. It's really about creating this passion that we have for our lives and so that we have alignment and that we're reminded every single day of who yes. it is that we're working to become, what it is that we want to do with our lives. And so I, I can't hopefully, and, and I'm really believing this, these things are going to come to pass. I'll be able to report to you. <laughs> yes, these things are happening as a result of my vision board. Um, and, and we know that th there's real power in intention. So the vision board is a tool to, to mm -hmm. be more intentional about the kind of lives that we're, we're creating or we want to create. Uh, that we absolutely. And I would just want to add one thing to this is if people are thinking, okay, there's a process and. I don't have time to do that. I don't have the space to do that. I don't have the quietness to do that. I don't even know where to start. I would just encourage you. It doesn't have to be this big formal thing. My first vision board was a blank piece of computer paper, a box of my kids' crayons, 
And I literally started, and I'm not like an artist, but I just started to draw pictures of what I wanted. And that was, um, that lasted, I taped it on the mirror in my bathroom, nothing fancy, but it, it, it is actually still there. Most of those things have come to pass. Um, but that was one of my first, it, it just, I just did it because wow. for, especially for those of us that can tend to be more process oriented and left brained, you know, you want all your ducks in a row before you get going, you want to be this perfect experience and you just wanted to do it right the first time. And, um, the problem is then we can really delay. And so I would just encourage you even like just right now, as you're listening to this, grab a post-it note, grab a pen and write a word, write a word. If you want to take a vacation to Charleston, which happens to be one of my favorite places in the world, write the word Charleston down and just put the post-it note on your mirror in your bathroom. That is a vision board. It doesn't have to be this big, get all the magazines and the girls and, and all these things going and just do something, take a step and then let yourself take a step after that. And after that, but just start. Yes, I just love that so much because oftentimes we feel restricted because we don't yes. feel like we have all the things that we need, yes. all the things that people say that we have to have. And the fact that you have just simplified it, like just write a word down in a, a post-it note. And if you don't have a post-it note, rip off a piece of paper and write it and, and put it somewhere where you can see it. Like it's not as deep as what we make it out to be. And some things really are just simple. So thank yes. you for like... <laughs> giving us that the gift of simplicity grab your lipstick tube and write the word on the mirror it doesn't matter what matters is that it matters to you that's yes. it oh all right all right good 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 so as we wrap up as you know wellness is at the top of our to-do list at be well beautiful woman and i know that you wear lots of hats you've got your business you've got your babies you've got your husband <laughs> um you've got the service that you do in community so how do you maintain your wellness in the midst of all of that yeah i would just start with again let's keep it simple right we could talk about all the different aspects of wellness but um, I have learned if, if my mental wellness is not there, then everything else doesn't really matter. And so I prioritize my mental wellness. Um, for me, my babies get up early, so I get up earlier, which is a choice I had to make, which means I go to bed earlier. Um, but I, I take care of my emotional well-being first and everything else will follow. Um, am I always great about drinking enough water or getting enough exercise? Not perfect. And that's okay. I would, um, I, I've taken the attitude. I let myself evolve. Every day is different. Every week's different. The weather in Michigan. And if you live in Michigan is, is different. Um, but I put my mental part first. So for me, that looks like, um, gratituding. So I will fill a page or two of gratitudes. I'm always studying something, um, that will further my knowledge of, um, of how to serve of the human mind of the power of imagination um, closing the gap. So I'll study, I'll gratitude and I'll meditate. And mm. meditation has become something I will not give on. I, I will not, not do it. Yeah. Even if it's five minutes again, it, in a perfect world, I meditate for 50 minutes and it's uninterrupted. But if it's five minutes, that's okay too. Um, and just having that quietness and that connection where, um, nothing else matters in that moment, but really connecting to the higher power. Yeah, yeah. Well, and just the fact that you said that, um, you know, you have just one wellness practice that is something that you hold dear, hold very close to you. And in part, I assume it's because you get so much benefit from that yes. one wellness practice. 
And yeah. so, you know, for any of us who are thinking about doing more to create a greater work-life balance or just to build our wellness muscle, I think that that is really inspiring. Like just one thing, just start with one thing that you're going to do and, 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 and try things on, right? Because you've yes. been blessed to find that one thing mm -hmm. that yields so many benefits for you. And um, sometimes we don't know what the benefits are going to be until of course we start to try it. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that was really beautiful, right? That you know, I think we have to have the things that we say are too important to not give yeah. up because it impacts our lives too much to do it. Otherwise it does. I would really encourage anyone listening to this. Um, when you, find and discover what that one thing is for you that just grounds you for the day. Give yourself a command that you will do it and then follow through. And the follow through that you you will give yourself the 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 ability to give yourself a command and follow it will trickle through in your life in other ways, but just start there and you'll you'll find everything in your life will start to transform and that sounds like such a an overstatement but it's, and I know this is, a, this is a little bit of a coaching rabbit hole I'm, I'm going in, but um, as you were saying that, Damar, I just, I really want to impart on every woman's heart listening to this. It's just one thing. Strip out the rest. Just give yourself the command to do that one thing. Once you discover what it is, simple, simple, and just do it. And then feel proud that you're doing it and feel proud that you're sticking with it and give yourself grace if you miss it. And then get up tomorrow and give yourself the command and do it again. And and things will unravel in ways you never could have anticipated in your life in beautiful, wonderful ways. Yeah, yeah. So I want to say this as we wrap up. Uh, it, what you just said made me think about, again, something I read from Rachel Hollis's book, Girl, Wash Your Face. And she was talking about how when we don't move forward on things, our brain, when we make a commitment to do something, and we make a commitment over and over and over again, and we don't follow through on that commitment. When we make a new commitment, our brain doesn't really take us seriously. Yes. And so yes. when you talked about how doing that one thing and being consistent in that one thing and having grace and continuing to revisit that thing, it's actually, as you said, going to lead us to more things that we can be consistent in. So it's mm -hmm. about building our muscle to have that mm -hmm. grit, if you will, that staying power so that we can expand on and have the the uh, wherewithal, the bandwidth to be able to move forward in whatever it is that we want to move forward in. And so even though it's a, there's much more to it in terms of the, sci the scientific aspect, but I do think that there's something true about how our brain is wired. And if we're hardwired to do the same thing time and time again, we're always going to anticipate that we're going to do the same thing time and time again until we break that pattern which is what you're talking about. And so thank you, yes. thank you, thank you. Krista, you're awesome. Um, thank you. Yes, yes, I can't wait to have you back on because there's so many things that we can <laughs> talk about. 
Um, but I do want to wrap this up. Audience, I appreciate you so, so much. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being a part of the Be Well Beautiful Woman tribe. We have so much gratitude for you and your lives and the transformation that um, you are aspiring towards. And just know, of course, we're here for you during COVID. We're here for you um, beyond COVID. Every single day, we're thinking about you and your well-being. So without further ado, we're going to end this. Until next time, everybody, Ashe.